Hello and welcome to this edition of Art Dirt, where we at Glass Tire discuss topical art topics. I'm Christina Reese. I'm Randy Knudsen. And this week we're going to talk about the Banksy shredded piece. Banksy. Banksy. So last Friday uh, for the evening auction at Sotheby's in London during Freeze Week, um, a Banksy piece, it's, uh, it was supposed to be a unique piece, although he had done editions of the same piece before, but this is a 2006 piece in this heavy gold frame, was the last lot of the evening. It sold for about three times its estimate. It was in and around a million dollars. It was the kind of hammer price, 1.3 or something. And as soon as the auction was uh, wrapping up, as soon as that lot had sold, it's hanging on a wall in this big, heavy gilt frame that was per the artist. And uh, it started to shred itself. There was a mechanism, a motor that started to go off, and the piece started to slip through the frame down toward the floor. And as it did, it was shredded, just like a paper shredder. Mm -hmm. So everyone, of course, freaked out and pulled out their phones and started filming. And it became instantly, it became history that this piece was destroying itself right after a sale history history might be a strong word to use well you know it kind of is i mean i'm not sure that there has been a piece that's ever you know as it's sold at auction destroyed itself there have been a lot of pranks in the art world obviously and banksy is one of the guys who does it but anyway this is what we're talking about what and to me First of all, Banksy is so well known outside the art world that it is going to make headlines, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone had a headline about it. Washington Post, New York Times. It didn't take very much time for this to spread mm-hmm. uh, because he's got such a household recognizable name. It was a really odd moment of the market stor- sort of making itself important again in this sort of political moment that we're in. It became, again, about collectors and money and auction houses in a way that it hasn't felt like that's really been the main topics of the art world in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one of the first things I thought was, it wouldn't it have been... It would have been a better prank if the piece had been worth a lot more. Like if it had been a $13 million <laughs> lot, you know, instead of a $300,000 lot. Cheap-ass art. Yeah, it's like, oh, for the art market, a million dollars is not a big deal. I have, um, I, can I, 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 on this subject, Yeah. you want me to tell you what I think? Yeah. You use the word destroy, an artwork destroying itself. And, of course, artworks being destroyed as art is not a new, you know, idea. Witness the race to Kooning and, and other examples. Which are art, which that the that's the transformation that makes it yet another, it's a new piece of art. Yeah, yeah. The thi- and that's exactly what happened with this. The thing that really, I was like, oh, that's funny, huh? And then I actually watched the video the next day after the news broke. And I sat down and watched, like, well, what actually happened? And the thing that amazed me about, amazed is a strong word. The thing that uh, un- di- failed to impress me about this was that when the gavel fell and they said sold for la 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 and then it starts to shred and everyone's mm. laughing and looking at it and it's like oh, oh, and it was like oh it's shredding itself and, oh you know, my and the what the thing that made me crazy about this was that the painting stopped halfway 
to instead me, instead of falling onto the floor, if Banksy, yeah. if he really wanted to really destroy the painting, if he really wanted to make a statement or, or you know, poke the art market in the eye or illuminate the grotesquerie of this entire scenario and this moment that we're living in with the art world then the thing would have completely shredded and fallen into a pile of shards on a paper shards on the floor but it didn't it stopped and so therefore what you have is instead of a painting in a frame you have half a painting in a frame and half of it hanging down underneath in shreds and so he just made a new artwork he just made an object it's just it's now an object and right. as has been pointed out it's probably worth a whole lot more money yeah, at first they were saying, well, no, it's doubled in value overnight, or it's tripled in value. It's like, it's probably way more than that, even. And, and you know, in these these uh, reporters are saying, well, it'd be easier for a conservator to piece the thing back together and put it on a board, and it's going to be worth a lot of money. To me, the, also, the most boring aspect of this is the detective work that people are going through to figure out whether or not the auction house knew about it in advance, or how early Banksy planned it, or when he put that frame on that piece, which he apparently gave to a friend of his in 2006. But of course, the batteries or whatever wouldn't have stayed fresh for that many years, so he had to put the frame on it more recently. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I really c care about a, a certain amount of collusion. If there was, there was. I know that there's a liability and um, there's a, you know, always a possibility of a lawsuit if, if Christie's or Sotheby's was, was behind something like this. But, I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they can get away with saying we didn't know about it. And they can always get away with saying that. Um, Whether I imagine they knew they, or didn't know is totally uninteresting to me. It's a circle jerk one way or another. Yeah, it absolutely is. And it's also, again, it's making the collectors in the market and their environment for a moment, it's making it the most important art news in the world. And <laughs> I haven't been paying too much attention to any of that stuff for a while. Certainly not since Trump was elected and really before that. Well, the, um, beauty, the beauty of living in Texas is we don't have to pay attention to this bullshit. We don't. Aside from the whole shredding thing, the, the thing that gets lost in all of this is the work of art itself that was shredded. It's a screen print of a little girl holding a heart balloon. And I know I'm not supposed to say this, but the artwork itself sucks. It's dumb. It's a Hallmark card. Banksy himself traffics most successfully in these saccharine, stupid images that are not moving the ball forward, are not making you think about anything. They're, they're instant gratification sort of selfie art. And I'm not saying that all of his work is equally shallow and lame, but, he, I mean, he does have some images that have more heart and say something more interesting than this. Um, but this is his most popular image, as decided by a kind of fake poll that was done by the company Samsung in, mm -hmm. <laughs> in England when mm -hmm. they were launching a new TV that would act as a piece of art when you didn't have it on as a TV. I, I, I wish, I love this because... It's just an update of the old fireplace idea with your television. But right, anyway, right. like the idea of uh, I, my heart is not broken that Banksy's lame ass little girl holding a heart balloon painting got destroyed. And it's a shame it didn't just get completely destroyed like a real prank would have been. Now, that would have been interesting if he had if it had fallen out and fallen into a pile of shards on the floor and then self combusted, then I would have been interested in what had happened. But, but, thinking, as it, but this, all that it took for the whole art world, including the people in that room and all the art press to be like, oh, oh was just, was just 
half a shredding. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's it how of, it bad it is out there. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, it speaks to how dull and just uh, too even everything is oh, at this point. We're it's starved just... for something. I mean, I, and, I think, yeah. and I think everybody, including, you know, people who are immersed in the marketplace and live and die on these, you know, price, latest prices of so-and-so and such-and-such, I think everybody is waiting for a grand clearing of the table, punk rock, cubism, you know, moment that sweeps all this disco shit out of here. I mean, we are drowning in bullshit in the art world right now. Yeah, we are. We are. And and to that end, I was thinking about, you know, the artists that have either, where it's been mentioned over the course of the weekend or the week since it happened. I don't know a single artist who's in the least bit, you know, bothered by any of this. It's just another prank. It's just what artists do. The fact that Banksy did it is really no, it's just, it's not even... It doesn't it, feel like a prank, though, because I think... I mean, I have to... I can't... He's dead. I can't ask him. But I have to think that when Robert Rauschenberg got that de Kooning drawing and erased it, yes, there was a subversive thumbing your nose at, you know, the establishment, sort of almost juvenile prankishness to that action, but it was also a very serious, thoughtful work of art that he was executing, you know? To me, there was a more there was a more ominous version of this or a threat of this one. I think it was Wade Guyton, and I think it was 2014. I could look that up again. He had threatened to, you know, he a lot of his works are just these they're prints, you know, they that come out of these big printers. It was supposed to be a unique print, and he had, I think, uh, either somebody was threatening to sell it at auction or was selling it at auction, and he threatened to print hundreds and hundreds more. In other words, just completely devaluing the piece that was going to go to auction. Um, and he could have done that. Yeah. But still, at least there's something clever about that to me. I, and, but again, this is Wade Guyton. I mean, there's a, I would uh, love to see an artist who really does have a market following, who really does command big prices at an auction, really do something ballsy. Well, they like, won't. What if, They're never going to do that. They're yeah, what if, sucking what the if teat the, along with all these other people. Oh, well, I guess so. I mean, I could see maybe Maurizio Catalan doing something, but now no one can do this. You know, now this whole stunt, I mean, uh, oh, it kind of closes, closes the door behind it for destroying a piece in an auction house. That's done. That's, you know? that's sure, but a good, a good art, any good artist worth his salt or her salt could come up with an, a, another fun idea. I don't know. It, it, it was just so gross. And what was funny to me was that this happened the same week as the Kanye speech to Trump, where Trump you know, sits there with his mouth open listening to Kanye go on. <laughs> and I really have to say, I, I found a parallel between Kanye West and Banksy. You know, the, the, the main thing that's interesting about Banksy, the only thing that makes people interested in him, I don't think it's actually interesting, is his anonymity. The work itself is not interesting. He's, he's not, when I think of great street art, I would never include Banksy, you know, in my top 10 list ever. Of, of uh, I would, I would. I think he's pretty clever. And I think his, his images, I mean, he's really kind of like the co a combination of a great ad man and an artist and a designer. These things are super gettable. Some of them are pretty, I don't know. I mean, I like the one that he did last year at Barbican. Uh, it was for the Basquiat show and he painted kind of one of the self-portrait Basquiat sort of Samo crown guys being, 
uh, harassed and patted down by white police officers. Mm. And I was like, you know, that's... No, like I said, he has works that are definitely far more interesting and have more to say than the girl with the you know heart balloon, which is oh what, yeah, what the girl with the heart balloon is pro- probably the most boring image he's ever come up. But with. but back to my brilliant Kanye metaphor, if I may flesh it out. Yeah yeah, go go back to that. <laughs> I feel like these are these are two people who are have had enormous success at getting attention for themselves. And and I understand that's sort of the name of the game in an attention economy, but sort of the underlying issue of just the narcissism and attention getting of both of these people's work, the underlying shallowness, I won't say stupidity, I don't think either of these people are stupid people at all, but the underlying shallowness of whatever it is that they have to say, it's not, it's not moving the ball forward, you know what I mean? I just I, I was like God here here we are in a in just bullshit up to our eyeballs, and then suddenly in the same week you have these two guys who apparently have just drunk their own Kool Aid. They have bought into the mythology that surrounds themselves, hook, line, and sinker, and they have been seduced by it all, and they are just dishing up. Yeah, that that vacuous. Yeah, and that particular action in that auction house on Friday to me was just a giant circle jerk amongst sort of insiders. And but um, one thing I will say about his anonymity is that it's very unusual in this day and age for him to still actually be anonymous. It seems almost impossible to me that we haven't really, really confirmed who he is. There's some um, pretty strong assumptions about who he may be. But uh, to stay anonymous in this day and age, especially when everyone's trying to promote themselves and brand themselves and use bios in order to support and contextualize the work and all these art critics who always, you know, now just grind through people's bios in order to write a review, like, who is this person? And so, therefore, why did they make this and can we value it? Um, The art and the artist are now kind of inseparable. It's not a trend that I like at all. Uh, but Banksy has stayed anonymous. We actually don't know who he is. And he's, he's stuck with that message, whatever it means. And it is uh, a bit opposite to what's been going on in the last five to ten years, especially with social media and Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but he, he has a very active social media presence. He, his face may not appear in it, but all of his work does, and they're very, very active. And it was like, Banksy tweeted the video of it, but then he took it down. I mean, and I, we, and we I, can't. I, he, there, he's not. He, he, the individual who makes the Banksy wheat paste stuff is anonymous, but there's nothing anonymous about Banksy. Start with the name. Yeah, and the and the idea that he's so absolutely critical of the market and consumerism and et cetera, et cetera, doesn't pan out either because he has a whole authentication section of his, I guess his company or what the industry that he runs is called pest control they had to authenticate this work and rename it the shredded work now has a new name what is the new name it's called uh so the new owner is going to accept it Uh, i'm shocked shocked yeah yeah like that was ever really in question um this piece that's now worth many times more than he or she paid for it I don't mean, while you look for the new name, I I don't want to, honestly, I truly don't want to be churlish about uh, Banksy. And I I, I do 
I would love to identify that which is human and universal in his work. And I think there, it is there. I mean, there, that, that is in, you know, varying quantities in different pieces that he's made. And they are catchy and smart, one-liner, instantly gettable, as you say, kind of pieces, which lend themselves perfectly to social media, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to say that there's nothing human or universal about his work, but I, I would have been a lot more impressed if he had done this prank with something that wasn't this really saccharine, stupid Mother's Day card of an image. Yeah, that was definitely my first thought. I was like, well, it would have, it would have been much, much better, much, much better prank, so so to speak, if it had been a really, really expensive, truly one of a kind. Yeah, thing. if you if you had blown up your wall that had you know the the child you know the drowned child on the beach in Turkey or something like that then it would be like okay but this okay, was just masturbation love is in the bin oh for oh, fuck's dear. sake that's Jesus not good Jesus Christ almighty no 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 yeah love is in the bin are you kidding me so no it is a unique work oh i'm really like i don't know about our world i just i just feel like uh, love is just in the bin god I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm cranky. Look, obviously we're cranky about this. I, I just, I, I want, I expect better from our celebrity artists. <laughs> Especially when we're getting better from non-celebrity artists. Oh on my God. I, 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 well, I, you know, I just got back from San Antonio. I'm doing studio visits with all these artists in San Antonio and San Marcos. And it's like incredibly technically ex- exquisite, beautiful, moving work about longing and, you know, immortality and all kinds of things. And grief I, and love. Yes, and, yes. Uh, that, and, that which, and lo- yes. Mortality. And you know, it's vital. It's vital work. It was That was a really good trip. It was a good and, trip. I saw a And it made, it made the Banksy thing seem that much more remote. I will say this. Like I said, I said I was really bored with the, the detective work. But what I really imagine is that the Sotheby's people in charge of this particular auction saw that thing in that giant frame and they said to themselves, we're just going to go with this. We don't know what's going to happen. Something's going to happen. We don't know what it is. You think so? I think so. And, and that, therefore, they can go on the record saying, we didn't know. But they kind of knew. I don't... They didn't I, do I, the detective I, work. They didn't open up that big old frame that had shit rattling around in, inside of it. Whether had or a not slit in the bottom. Whether or not Sotheby's knew, to me, is kind of immaterial. I... I don't really care. I just think that that's a, that would be a meeting that I would have liked to have been a fly on the wall for about 48 seconds, just to see that moment where they decide to look the other way. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I have no idea. We, you know, we, we could ask somebody in an auction house, do you x-ray pieces? Do you, you know, how closely do you inspect pieces? I would imagine they inspect pieces pretty damn closely. Very closely. You know, so I think that, yeah, I, 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 whatever. I, I imagine that they had some inkling that something was going to happen, and they're just glad that we're all still sitting around talking about it, probably. Well, let me say this. The, the day that Michael Heitzer decides to go pack double negative with, you know, 200 tons of dynamite, <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. Michael, we love you, Michael. Invite us to the city. <laughs> Invite us to the, when you're ready to blow up the city. Hey, James, when you're ready to blow up the rodent crater, we will be there with bells on. We're there. We're there. In fact, I would, I would be there with bells on for that one. 
You know, if Ant Farm decided to rent about 15 bulldozers and just take down Cadillac Ranch up in Amarillo, I would hey, go. Stanley Marcery is dead. Who's going to stop him? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those are some pranks I'd like to see. That's, Those are some transformations that's a I'd like prank, to see. man. Yeah. I don't want to see this pansy-ass, half-shredded, oh, I made a more expensive object. I mean, he knew it was going to be more valuable. It was a very small gesture for a very small environment yes a, a very precious you know top of the food chain environment and but, it just but doesn't this is, matter if there is anything interesting to be gleaned from this entire moment it is not so much that it was a small and precious and exclusive environment which it was in in the people actually in the room that night that's what i mean but but the fact that it resonated so broadly and that there is so much generalized interest and that you have CBS News and these sort of, you know, general news broadcasters all reporting on it because, because art has entered the realm of celebrity. Or rather, celebrity has taken over a big chunk of the art world and made it into just celebrity and not art. But the number of artists who would command that kind of media attention is very, very small. It's like, it's Jeff Koons, it's Damien Hirst. And notice they all make... It's Banksy. They all make selfie art. Kusama, Koons, Banksy. Like, they all make the kind of art that anybody can just get in front of and take a picture of and barf it all over, you know, their phones and the internet everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I feel, I feel, I, I feel better. I actually feel better. Oh, that's really weird. I know that sounds like I'm not exaggerating. I feel like I got to get some shit off my chest. Mm, I yeah, I was I was not uh, excited about this one. I, I I thought I thought it was funny until I realized like 24 hours later, like I said, that it hadn't been shredded all the way. <laughs> it's I, fun- yeah. I, and at that point, I'm really like, are you fucking kidding me? Because at that point, it really becomes this cynical, like. I'm, I'm thumbing my nose at the art market, but not really. Well, again, and the, the size and the value of the piece was that that was the beginning of it being such a small gesture. Yeah. Not only that it only half shredded, but that the piece itself was worth maybe a million dollars, probably not. And um, there's just way bigger, more interesting things going on out there. And there's way bigger, is... more interesting art, both bigger <laughs> and more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, artist, uh, if you want to attack the market, God, artist, do... please t- just go watch some Sex Pistols videos or something. Think or go... big, think big, or think really dirty, dark, and gross. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I if either of those things need to be thought of. I think like think different. How about that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something different. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know what gives me hope and restores my faith in humanity is seeing a bunch of really great art on this trip. So. Yeah, God, that was a good trip. That was I. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. We were both down there, and you got to stay an extra day and see a little bit more than I did. But I am always happy to be on the road. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us for Art Dirt today. Yes. Uh, but all of you out there, hope you're having some fun. I don't know where you are, but if you're in Texas, the weather has finally broken. Hey, high of 63 on Tuesday. Good, then everyone out there, you have no excuse. You've got to get in your car and go see some art. Go see some art.
This has been a production of Glass Tire.